episode 40 of Board Games with Variant Hex is all about collection curation in this quarter. I'm Kelly, and in this episode, I talk with Adam about the games that I've acquired over the last quarter. We'll discuss a little about where they came from, which ones are already our favorites, and which ones might be on their way out the door. Without further ado, I'll turn it over to myself and Adam talking about collection curation for the first quarter of 2022. We'll start with the first game acquired of the quarter, which is also the first game acquired of the year. Now, technically, there's three things that are all listed on the same day, but I do believe that A Little Wordy was the first game that we bought this year. We played it four times. I I didn't like it, but I think it's a good game. It's just that for a two-player game, for the person I play with, being Aaron, my husband, not for me. Now, it's one, Adam, I would, like, completely recommend it for you. Okay. To tr- oh, Good. absolutely. All normal people should give it a go. It's the same, I believe it's the same company that does, like, uh, that did Exploding Kittens and a lot of that sort of thing. Okay. And I think I like it in that breath. I like it more than their other stuff. It's still, like, sure. a light, cute word game. It's like you're doing two word scrambles and then trying to guess what the other person did with their scramble. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think you told me about this at it's, the point where you're playing this in, yeah. in real time. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, so it's, it's kind of Wordle-esque in that way, right? Like you're trying to kinda, give yeah. clues to guess a word. Yeah. And that's, you have these uh, cards that you get to – uh, these cards you get to use that are kind of common. You get to select one. And okay. that card – has them reveal something about their word. It might be the length or what it starts with or something like that. And you kind of have a little whiteboard where you're taking notes and trying to guess. So you might, very word-like, you might start to know how long it is or where certain which certain letters are in it. You see all the pool of letters they had to pick from. So they could have made a short word, they could have made a long word, that's up to them, but you'll see all mm. the letters they had to pick from. So Okay, okay. That sounds pretty good. It's a so. great for normal people, I can't stress it up. Seems like a great game. It's at Target. I think I was like fifteen and it's it's very well done. For a fifteen dollar game, so it's not like, you know, metal components or anything in it, but has nice little whiteboards. The art is wonderful. The cards, all the, you get two very nice uh, cloth bags to keep your little, um, to draw from for your little letters. A, a great game, a great little word game for regular people. The most recent one added was Dead Reckoning. That was a Kickstarter. It has been delayed for quite some time. Very excited to actually get it, play it. And we played it with Jason this weekend. We did like it. We're kind of think we need another couple plays to really see how much we liked it. It kind of didn't feel as exciting as we hoped it would be looking at the little cube tower and you drop the cubes and they kind of splay out into this water zone that has all these different segments about what happened in the battle. It, it looks like it was going to be more fun than we felt like it was during the game. And that could be mm. about how we decided to play. And especially in our first playthrough as we'll, as we are still exploring and understanding like the game mechanisms. So that that might have been on us. Sure, sure. Um, can I ask about some of the games in this list? Please do. So have you played, uh, is it Momiji yet? Yes, we have. Is it, it looks beautiful, I will say. Just out of the games, the art looks top-notch. We had, uh, we have Momiji. We also got Bosk in this time frame. And they are both, even Creature Comforts, which they're all fall games, which... If we were in the Southern Hemisphere, wow, what timing. 
but we're we're not. We're in the northern hemisphere, so we're actually coming out of winter and into spring. All of those games are kind of like Momiji isn't so seasonal specific, but it is like leaves and very nature themed. The leaf part is is set dressing ultimately. They're numbered cards. Mm. It could be anything. And you have some number of different suits, different colors, based on the number of people playing. And you are playing these cards. You're kind of collecting them from a a central draw pile and playing them. Of course, there's rules and mechanisms for how you're doing that. There's a lot of zeros and ones. There are not that many twos. And then three is the highest number that you can stack to. And when you do your scoring, there's some special like scoring uh, tokens that allow you to score for doing certain things throughout the game. But the base scoring is the number of cards in the stack multiplied by the number on top. So Mm, you could have a whole bunch of zeros and a one, and it's not like it's not going to be that good of a score. You could have maybe actually a few cards and end up with a three on top and get a better score. But when I can't remember what the number is, but when there's a certain number of threes out, the game is over. I think it's four, at least in a two player game. You can end the game faster or slower you can't um i guess you could maybe end it all on your own it'd be hard so you can kind of be pacing like if you don't think you're gonna really score any more points like if you're kind of running out of steam you can try to end the game or if you sort of have that power to keep the game going and you're like i'm only gonna be adding more cards i'm only gonna be maybe i can get one of these scoring conditions from the middle that's based on you know the total number of a card or maybe the total number of zeros or something like that that you have you can kind of keep it going. Okay. Now that's the that was a Kickstarter game. That was the base game is doing that card thing. There mm-hmm. are so many little mini expansions in there. There's one that adds blue oh. leaves. There's ones that adds even in like just the base game. There's this thing about a squirrel that can move around. There's this extra board that you can play with that you can visit. Like there's a whole lot of other add-ons and. You have these special, like three special actions you can take. And we use the default ones because we were playing for the first time. But the game comes with like quite a few and you can draft those actions as well. So then you have individual player powers instead of everyone having the same kind of just a bonus action, just a variation on the rules that you can pay a acorn, which is the currency of the game to take that action. So there's a lot more in there. And I think that's kind of a Kickstarter thing to... You don't see it as much in just a retail edition of a game where you buy the base game and they're like, we also included eight other things in there. Right, right, yeah. So it's that kind of like, oh, how can we unlock something? How can we add something else and kind of get value and get people into this Kickstarter? So the nature theme, even though it is uh, pasted on, like it's it's not deep in the mechanics. Like I said, the cards still just have numbers on them. It could be anything. Okay. But it is still a really, it is still a really nice experience. I think the Bosk for spring, summer, fall, and winter, you, you do a different, you're kind of doing a different thing in each one of those seasons, but it's all combining into one game that you're playing. So spring, you're setting out trees and kind of doing area majority in rows and columns, Mm -hmm. points majority. Then you assess that in summer. You say, people come look at your trees. But really, you go by every row and column and see who has the most points. Then you do uh, area control because the board itself has these different colored sections. Like leaves blow off of the trees in different directions. Like in turns, you go back and forth. And you try to do area control the way that your leaves fall. And you're trying to get the majority of leaves in different sections. And then at the very end of the game, you score that. But I I like about that one. It's not like it's not just you are setting up in the spring 
and getting points there. But you still kind of have to be aware where you're setting in the spring of when it comes to the fall and these leaves start falling, where are my where are my leaves going to end up? Yeah, and I, I mean, I think it's pretty cool to have a game that's an area control game where you're not just default a Viking killing yeah. an orc for a territory. I mean, that's a pretty right, pretty far jump to now. Yeah. And I mean, it makes and it makes thematic sense, right? When you explain this. It all fits in, but to take that kind of approach to it, uh, kudos for theme points to them. Right, because we don't we don't always have to just be fighting and killing one another. And I will say, in this line of uh, nature themed games that we're talking about that were acquired this quarter, Creature Comforts was another Kickstarter one. The whole theme of it, like the whole goal, is to be as cozy as possible for winter. Oh, that's awesome! That's great. You are still it's a worker placement and dice. I guess it's also dice placement. You have you have two dice of your own. You have four workers. You have to roll your two dice, put out your four workers, and then there's four common dice that everyone's going to get to use. So when you roll those dice, then you can see how am I going to combine these dice so that the workers can actually take the actions on the spaces that I put them on. Because, yes, you put a worker there, but then you also have to assign a dice of the right value to do the action. Mm. Okay. So you can make locations. That's a choice. You can There's like these other like visiting creatures because it's all animals. So there's like these sure. visiting creatures that do special things. You can get like a quilt and you can get board games. You can get cozy socks. You can make a stew. Oh, that's nice. And it's all that's just, good. it's all, those all are cards that get you points. And um, then there's a, resources that you're using to get those things done as well. So there's spots where you go to collect those resources. And it, you're going through uh, spring, summer, and then fall. And then when the last fall card uh, is drawn you see that the board underneath that is all wintry like winter's come it's it's time to get cozy so yeah a lot of cozy games for it not yeah. really being we're coming out of that season more than going in so i guess it's kind of a a farewell to the coziness of indoors and back out into uh back out into spring sure yeah because three sisters is kind of like that too right that's a very Three sisters, you are, you're farming. So I think maybe that one you could say, hey, yeah, let's come into spring with three sisters. And I've been playing a okay. bunch of it. Three sisters that they are talking about are pumpkins, corn, and beans. So the idea is, and this is something I think Adam could probably speak to better than I could, but that you grow the corn. This is in real life, what you would do. You would grow the corn, then the beans can use the corn stalks to grow up those. And then the pumpkins, like all the leaves and everything for the pumpkins provide ground cover. So you can grow those three sisters together. And it's like all of those plants support one another. Yeah. Perfectly explained on that. So, yep, absolutely. So it's the, I mean, my understanding is that was kind of the original in the Americas, how farming was done in a, you know, first people that were here situation on that. So, yeah. I mean, the idea sounds great. And the things you left with corn, beans, and pumpkin, like, that's, that's pretty good eating. For sure. You have two sheets that aren't, aren't too big. Um, they aren't like Hadrian's wall size. They're smaller than that. And you have a little garden patch on two-thirds, I'd say, of one of the sheets. And it has sections mm -hmm. one through six. And on that, you have pumpkins along the outside. And then you have corn um, and then little beans next to them. So the you can't start 
planting your beans until you've already planted some of your corn. Those are just boxes because it's it's rolling, right? So you're just scratching off boxes. Right. And then the uh, pumpkins are kind of around the outside. In between them are flower spaces. And the flowers are what's on the bottom one third of that first sheet. So the different flowers have um, each kind of focus on a different part of the farming. Who knows? I mean, maybe, Adam, but who knows how much those at times correlate to actual, because one of the flowers has a lot of composting that goes on, like like you get compost uh, actions with it. There may be even more layers to it. I don't know. You don't need to know to enjoy the game. On your other sheet, you have an apiary, I think is what it's called. And then you have a fruit, like a fruit orchard. Nice. And you have a shed. And then you have goods. And I will say that, like, of all of it, goods is kind of what's making the roll and write engine move and kind of tie things together. It's very combo-tastic. So aside from that, I think the goods don't really have, like, a deep farm link to everything else. But they're kind of what enable you to, you know, show you're producing something. And then they mm, have a track okay. that gives you bonus actions. So as you're collecting these goods, every time every time you collect five of them, you get uh, take a bonus action. And your bonus action can be anything except you can't do planting gardening stuff with that. So as you play the game, there's kind of this rondelle of actions that you can take. You roll the dice and kind of uh, put them in order along the rondelle. And then as people play, they choose the dice they want to do, whatever the action they want to do. You always get a plant or water action. And then there's a variety of other actions like farmer's market. There's shed actions where you can fill things out, so on and so forth. And you play against play for eight rounds. And each one of the rounds has like some event that happens at the end. So three of them are rain. I think a couple of them are farmer's market, things like that. A couple mm. of them are shed. And the things in the shed are kind of like you get to pick the bonus that's going to apply for your game that may jump back over to the other part and fuel more combos maybe or just give you the flexibility to direct where your farm goes. Okay. That sounds great. It sounds educational. Even if it's not exact, you know. I mean, you know, maybe do. Maybe if you're basing all your gardening off of a game you played one time. You're accepting consequences at that point. So Right. The core is there. Yeah. But yeah, they have a little expansion in there that like adds some weather. I haven't played with that yet. But it's more often than not, I would like a nice soft theme. It can still be really crunchy and really thinky. And I don't mind, like I play a lot of Hadrian's Wall. I don't mind that it's like historical, you know, it's not that or nothing. It doesn't, it, it's, I will still play that. But I think definitely the things that I've acquired this uh, acquired this quarter show that what how I like to view gaming and kind of how I want the time while gaming to feel. I will say as a as an outsider looking at this list, I mean it feels very New Year, New Start, New Year's resolution kind of like we're going to start it off by reading more with a little wordy, and then we're <laughs> going to take care of ourselves. We're going to relax. And maybe go do some gardening. Like, it feels like right. a very healthy start of the start to the year or so. Yeah. And there was kind of a big start to the year as far as the acquisitions were concerned. I sold games. We talked about before that I, um, that I culled games and sold them. And now I spent some of that store credit that I had, website credit with Board Game Co., and got a few games. There was a sale at our local game shop where they were selling off some of their demo copies. So they were selling off used games for like $5 each. 
got quite a few of those. There was a few other, I feel like there was maybe another sale or something, some other reason why, oh, we went to a different game store and I, somewhere we don't usually go and I like to buy something when I go and usually it's more making sure I don't buy too much when I go. So they had some games that I hadn't seen anywhere else. I hadn't seen the Nefarious expansion anywhere else. I had heard of Mass Transit. I think I saw the Kickstarter, but I didn't back it. And they had that. They also had Lux Eterna, which right now Jason's borrowing that. It's a solo only game. Really cool. It looks like a 70s or 80s kind of computer manual type it looks like a technology manual, but from the past, all of just the art style and the text and everything. Really cool. The idea is that you're trying to, uh, I think you're like stuck on a, a ship and you're trying to get it working again so that you can survive. Okay. Um, but it's like a, it's like a card game and it's just a solo card game. It's meant to be played timed. I've so far only played it once and I did not, I felt like, you know what? We're not going to do it time the first time. We're just going to understand what's going on. But the time is meant right. to be, so you can't make perfect decisions. You're kind of doing it a little more instinctually. Well, yeah, that's very cool. Got a lot of button shy games, which I know we've mentioned before. Um, mm-hmm. but I accidentally sold a couple i believe they're in a box that was sent to board game co so then once i was on the publisher side i was like oh let me just go ahead and get the expansions and i'll just pick up another (laughs) couple things so we have sprawlopolis agropolis uh death valley was one of the ones that i lost i think in sprawlopolis and then i also got seasons of rice and circle the wagons have just loved those a lot of times throwing those in a bag wherever we might be going just to even if i'm just playing solo or to play kind of as we're waiting on whatever if we just go out to dinner those have been those have been great. Yeah, yeah. There's a fair amount of expansions. It looks like on this list overall on that, which I think is also, you know, indicating you're just kind of building up the games that you do assumably like at least enough to continue on that. So sounds like Dice City. Yeah. Isle of Cats was a hit. So <laughs> Dice City. We've had that game for a while, and when I first bought it. For whatever reason, when I would look for the expansion, they were as much as or more expensive than the game itself. So this Mm. is another situation where, honestly, Ruel was talking about it or playing it. And I saw that and thought, let me look at these expansions again. He said he had them but hadn't tried them. And I went to the publisher's website. So this is a bit of an ad for going to the publisher's website. They were on sale and I got all of them for, I think... Maybe one was 10, one and two were 15, something like that. Um, So got all of them for a pretty reasonable price. And then they also had Atelier, I think is how you say it, the Painter Studio. And that was just half Mm -hmm. price from uh, AEG is who makes all these games. And at that point, I was like, yeah, let's just throw that in there too. I didn't really know, like, maybe it'll change shipping or whatever. It was was only $20. And we uh, played that one actually when we were in Chicago. We liked it. Um, I don't know that it's like new favorite game, but it was solid. It has a lovely like classical painting theme on it. So there's even like impressionist, post-impressionism are the categories for the cards that you're getting. And that plays into the bonuses. There's kind of like a patron deck of people that support Mm -hmm. you, give you in-game bonuses. And then there's an interesting area majority thing about collecting resources. So paint is your resource. When you have the most of your students there, like that changes how you, if you're able to collect paint from those places. And I don't know that I've seen area majority so that you can collect the resource so that you can, you know, paint the, paint the cards right. and get the points. So that was definitely, right. I think that alone was interesting enough about it that uh, I think it's going to stick around. And then, yeah, Isla Cats is just, 
Kickstarters, they they love to put a lot of expansions into a game. Isla Cast right. was just like, yeah, also explore and draw. We'll do that. <laughs> and we played that first, and we're going to play more Isla Cats. But we played that first, and we're kind of like, I don't know, maybe we like this enough? Like, maybe we like this a right. little more than the other one? And I think part of that is because it was made after. It kind of streamlines the principles of the main game in a way that is done really well. Yeah, yeah we'll see. We're going to... We have the monster... Is, is it monsters? Or I, I don't remember all the different. There's kittens and beasts. Be, beast. There's kittens and beasts in there and a bunch of other things to still try with Isle of Cats. By and large, though, there's a, a very few exceptions that we've played all of these base games that we've um, acquired so far, which has been a big goal. We want to play through all of our games every year, which kind of is a big culling uh, motivation because we want to stick to that commitment and then you look at some games you're like I don't I don't know that I want to play it this year so for us we're using that as if I don't want to play it this year do I really want it like what's the difference right there's a little space there for collector kind of games where we say I don't want to play it this year but this is a slightly different status Um, but that's a very limited category that's reasonable I like that you know have a have a limit somewhere in the the functionality of the game. Ones that we got this, uh, I'll go with ones that we got this quarter that like, ooh, we're definitely keeping. These are brand new all star games. I imagine they're going into the permanent collection. I would put I put three sisters on that list. Mm-hmm. I think Lux Eterna. It's just interesting enough. I have to play it a little more and actually do the timing part of it to see if it really gets that distinction. But it's a unique one player only game and i've I've got i kind of have a favoritism towards that so i think that could be in there and let me pick one more i won't pick games like death valley that i previously had let me pick one more brand new game that i think is gonna stay for the long haul i wish i'd played creature comforts more because i think that could be in there i think project l is actually one that we'll definitely keep that is um a kickstarter it came in the whole big box it has all kinds of bonus stuff and i played with aaron it's very nice components like the most and this is not a knock against the gameplay the components in that game are very nice so i played with aaron and i didn't really think he'd like it that much there's some spatial stuff to it and that's not always his deal but he liked Mm -hmm. it a lot i was surprised by how much he liked it and there's still a lot more content in there to explore for us so that I would say also is going on our permanent shelf now for the games that we got this, the games that we got this quarter that are already like one foot out the door. Ecos, really, just purchase straight to the garbage can. Just well, now we play them. <laughs> okay, that's sorry. Yes. So purchase, played yeah. it, and we were like, no, 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 and I don't. <laughs> that's the kind of thing. In some ways, you wonder, did we really do it right? And that's. Well, it would be nice to give it to somebody else to, if they have an interest in it. Because maybe like, you know, sometimes you can just both be thinking of a game the same way, especially in two player, even in, in three player, more player. Your group can just be thinking about the mechanisms and the pieces of a game a certain way. And you'll all mm-hmm. kind of take the same left turn in a right. way where the designer did not expect you to all do that. 
but right. you're kind of like, you're building this shared, if I'm remembering it right, again, just one play, you're building kind of this shared, like, savanna, I believe. I believe it's meant to be, like, in Africa. And you're scoring points off that shared thing. And it was just something about the way that we, the way that you use your cards. We didn't love the way even the rule book was worded. It just didn't ever, it didn't feel like it really came together as like a game to us. We just felt like we were kind of doing things for a while until it was over. And that's tough, right? Because if you do want to like give that to somebody else, and they're like, yeah. oh, is it good? And you're like, it's actually terrible, but we're hoping you could find <laughs> something in there that right. we didn't maybe. You know, it's really a, a project and a game is what it is. Right, so. which is a little wordy also going out the door, but I'm like, I'm confident about that one that other people right. can have a great time with it. Ecos, people talk about it enough that I... I think, again, I think it was just an us thing. Mm -hmm. A little wordy. I'm, I'm confident that that is a nice little word game for yeah. normal people. And then as a third, it's on its way out the door. Oh, Deep Vince. I think it's on its way out the door. Oh, really? It wasn't bad. But was it the was it the Gen Con game you guys played out there? Uh no, we didn't play it at Gen Con. It's by Red Raven Games. So it's the mm. same guy that does uh Above and Below, Near and Far, and then what's mm, that? Okay. Sleeping Gods. Which yeah. we have not we haven't loved that one either. And that also feels like one where I think it's just us. I think it's just an us problem. But yeah, Deep Vents, maybe it's different at different player counts. We're definitely preferring games that are good to player. There are some games we have that are three player or more that we do keep, but if there's a two player option and it's really weak, it's less likely for us to keep the game because that's the most likely play count that we're going to play it at. So we mm -hmm. played, we played this one just once. It was one that I think I got, I think I got this used at half price books this quarter more than before we were just buying things from our one game store not for any particular reason. We bought a bunch of stuff there when they had their demo sale. And then I was kind of like, I need to not be in here tomorrow buying more <laughs> games. So I haven't been in there as much, but I've ended up then kind of getting games here and there. I was at Half Price Books and got a got a couple things. Nomopolis. It's kind of, it wasn't mentioned yet because it's, it's here nor there. Um, but yeah, okay. Deep Vince was one of those. Uh, Deep Vince was one of those as well. I've had a lot of Kickstarters coming in which has also slowed me from going into the game store quite as much because things are showing up to be played but yeah it's nice art it's the same art that you would expect for deep vents that you see in the rest of the red raven games it's that same art style so it's nice to look at i i think i won i i think i like didn't have Sometimes you have trouble just like grokking what's meant to be the game and I'll just have no interest in getting any better at it. So then I'll be ready right. to get rid of it. I think I sure. got it. Um, it's not that old of a game. It came out in 2020. It's a small box. So we like, I think it's a good option. It has nice components. It has unusually nice shells in it. You have like shells and then little cubes and then there are hex tiles is the main kind of pieces of the board or pieces of the game components. And the shells are like realistic and very nice and heavy are they are they just real shells did they go to the beach one day for inventory? honestly i kind of wish they had been real shells for how it how hard they seem to have tried and maybe it was like maybe it was a kickstarter game like i have no idea i have no idea right but it's unusually nice shell components in there uh 
in a way that doesn't feel explained by the general quality of the rest of the game. So that one's the uh, the last one that's probably, you know, that's a kind of a revolving door. It it came in, we played it, and it's probably going to boomerang right back out. Okay. I don't specifically have anything else, but it feels like such a bummer of a way to end. Oh, uh, are there games you're excited about getting for the next quarter already that you think like may oh. come out or like you're anticipating acquiring? This is that we're going to talk about in this a couple is a weeks. Good question. Give me two seconds because I'm no, gonna... it's okay. It seems like a better way to end with the excitement yes. than the we're throwing these games away. Yes. Goodbye. <laughs> so, uh, goodbye I'm going to look to see what might show up. So a couple of things that I have recently backed that I'm going to be looking forward to. Things that were back this quarter were a literati, which is a co-op word game. And I think that's going to be the right space for Aaron and I. A little wordy was not. When I heard about alliterati, it seemed like this is the answer. You're kind of trying to defeat. I think the alliterati are trying to, you know, advocate for people not reading and that kind of thing. And you're trying to defeat them with the power of words, which is super cute. So it's like time based. You're um, trying to put together words on a theme. So you'll have these books and you'll need to make, you know, words that relate to sports. And you have to... Uh, use the letters you have there of course there's more rules to it than that but that's the jest really excited for that one it looks it looks really cute and then motor city is a new roll and write from the same people that did three sisters which i've definitely been enjoying and then fleet the dice game which i hear good things about but i have not played yet so those are the two kickstarters that i backed this quarter and feeling really good about uh feeling really good about both of them as far as ones that might get delivered, I think Forest of Pangea is getting close. I don't know. Um, I don't think Everdell's getting close. I want to believe that Castles of Mad King Ludwig is getting close. Um, Darwin's Journey is another kind of older one that still hasn't delivered. Uh, so those are just, those are a few of the ones I'm I'm looking forward to. I don't think there's any like games that are releasing right away like that something that's coming out next month we still haven't gotten the arnok uh expansion for the lost rooms oh, yeah. of arnok i think it's like uh explorers or you get individual player powers like you take on the role of a person expedition leaders i think is what it is you take on the okay. role of a person and it gives you some you know some different little set of abilities and i will also say this is game related not quite as much. Looking forward to visiting Adam. We're going to visit Adam in this next quarter. So I'm sure that yeah. as we then do the recap, we might be visiting game stores out there, might have games that we've bought out by him. We'll have uh, we'll have those to talk about. And then get some, some of these that we got this quarter we'll probably take when we go. Yeah, excited to have you here. I mean, I very much am budgeting in time for game store looking at and such, of yeah, course. Yeah, going to need so, some browsing time. Uh, See what the yeah, selections really are good. there. It's always interesting. We went to a different one around here. You would assume, you know, there's a lot of games, but you would assume that it would be like kind of the same stuff. And it was surprising mm -hmm. how much it was not the same stuff. And that made me think like, I wonder how much my collection now is kind of being guided in a sense by the game store that I go to all the time because it's by the, you can't buy every game as a game store as these, you know, these mm -hmm. friendly local game stores. 
So I'm kind of wondering how much is of what I get ends up being sort of guided by them. I'm not mad about it. I've been very happy. It makes me excited to see other stores and see like, oh, my store didn't have any of this stuff. Or it seems like the people that come here are really into, you know, small box party games or whatever the case may be, where their inventory on different categories is just probably going to be different. So, yeah, that's always fun to see somewhere different. Yeah. Even just the way they present it. Because even if they have the game, you know how you walk in, and like the big display shelf, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, Plank has 19 expansions right. that I've seen in no other store. Right. This one is highlighting it, right. you know, for me here. So, yeah, just even the focus on it is so different, even if it's all the same games in there somewhere. Right, absolutely. But overall, I will say, I think that most of my... We'll see what they have. But I'm yeah. I'm definitely open to, like making some purchases for the quarter there because the other thing I'm looking forward to, but it's really just a task to be done. I need to get back on this playing through all the games that we have in the year. I've kept up with all the new purchases, but I have not gone quite as much into our back catalog. So I kind of think this next week that's, that's finishing out this quarter technically. But I think that if I don't kind of finish out this quarter strong with doing that, I'm going to be falling behind on that goal of getting everything played. Sure. Well, and if, feel free to bring up games that need to check off that list, especially if there's like, you know, oh, um, yes. you know, cer- certain ones that maybe are not the best, you know, to play only in your home necessarily. So yeah, feel right. free to bring those up. We can and check off some of the list. Ones that are good for traveling. Ones that yeah. it might be the kind of thing where it's like, well, these 15 games fit really nice in this one bag. There you and go. Absolutely. <laughs> we're going to get 15 <laughs> games off real quick. Yeah. Oh, looking For sure. forward to it. That'll be fun. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. So I- I'm looking forward to I've just uh, discovered Space Space on uh, Board Game Arena. Which, yeah. So this is not like a new game, but uh, playing most of my games these days on Board Game Arena. So Gosh, it's good. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, just Seven Wonders Architects. Architect. I, we've played a couple times. I've been starting to play with the public on there. <laughs> It might be my next 100 games just running right yeah. through, I think. So, I could see I think that. so. I could see that. I kind of like it. And I yeah. know, like, you're going Seven Wonders Duel to Seven Wonders Architect, so there's uh, thought overlap there. And I will mm-hmm. say Seven Wonders Architect, a bit snappier. I mean, Seven Wonders Duel is so fast, but you're not doing yep. the same kind of calculations because they're not presenting you with the same depth of options in that game. No. But it is very enjoyable. We have been playing more BGA, you and I, and we've been doing more turn-based games. We're going to give, as we sunset this quarterly episode, definitely a shout out to the how it processes you through tables when you're playing a lot of turn-based tables. You just click next table. And we were joking like, gosh, what would this be like in real life? Just a whole big room of tables and you're just walking from table (laughs) to table, taking your move, playing like 10 things at once. Uh, It's... It's a bit weird. I think Aaron doesn't really like it because he wants to be fully in one game until it's over and then fully out of that game. Um, But I'm liking the roulette-o games and just trying new things. We're going from Beyond the Sun to Century to Parks to Seven Wonders Architect. So we're kind of oscillating all over the place. It's been it's been pretty good. Oh, it has. And I think this should be our quarter, by the way, because we've talked about playing uh, A Feast for Odin on there. Oh, yeah. I think this is the quarter we for sure should do it. Like, yeah. I'm just going to learn it. I'm going to that one more than, because uh, a lot of times 
uh, little insider information, we'll just start playing a game that we have no idea the rules to. Oh, definitely. At all. Oh, like, definitely. Like, not, not one bit. Mm-mm. Just click until it says you can no. take that turn is what I'll do. Like, uh-huh. so, um, but that one may require a little more study <laughs> yeah. so that I, I just feel like we're going to end up with, I don't even know what it is, but like, I'm just going to end up with a thousand wood and nothing else. And the game will never end. I think if we don't learn, it, it feels so. like maybe we won't know how to end the game. Like, I think some of these <laughs> will round to the part where like, someone's going to have to get this achievement so we can get out of here. And sure. neither one of us is equipped to do that. So we have yet to have one where we had to like concede the game out of our complete <laughs> complete lack of knowledge on what is going on. Yeah, but we should definitely do that so on our quarter recap we can bring that up as well next time. Yeah, I think so. And there should be that didn't really happen till the end of this quarter that we really ramped up our BGA playing, yeah. but I think definitely on the next quarterly review there's there's no way that that's not getting a more of a highlight. Oh, for sure. No, that sounds awesome. Thank you so much for listening to episode 40. Be sure to subscribe to know when new episodes drop. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch at Variant Hex. We have a website and a blog at VariantHex.com, and you can email us at podcast at VariantHex.com. The next episode will be more board game games with Adam and Aaron competing for points. There'll be a game about theme, a game about cards, and one about components. Unless you're listening to these in reverse, in which case you have 39 more episodes coming your way, the next one being Adam, Aaron, and myself discussing the board game mechanism of deck, bag, and pool building. And that's all for now. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today. 